0: Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 22 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast for November 27, 2011. On tonight's show, social media fatigue. Yes, it happened uh, to me, and I'll be talking about uh, how all that uh, happened, what I did about it, what I learned. Also, Thanksgiving. And Black Friday shoppingists, I was one of those people out there that set a record for Black Friday shopping a few days ago. Finally, some news stories with audio clips. And looking forward to 2012. All that coming up and a lot more on episode 22 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the American Academy of Family Physicians, my good friend, Dr. Glenn Shreve. Um
1: This year, one of my commitments and, and a great interest is to be more engaged with you as leaders, chapter leaders, uh, and, and our frontline membership. Uh, on, on Monday, a Twitter handle, I'm privileged to be the first one to hold, uh, at AFP Prez, P-R-E-Z. I already have 29 followers. I feel so proud. Um, I have a long, long way to go to catch up to uh, our current student board member, Kevin Bernstein, who has a little over 1,000. Um, and our our king of family medicine, social media, uh, Mike Sevilla, who has uh, nearly 7,000 members.
0: Social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, and I am your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savella, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? Well, I get that question a lot here. What I tell people is, this is social media through the eyes of a family physician. I invite you to check out the website at familymedicinerocks dot com. You can also join me on Twitter, along with. 7,790 people out there. Thank you for joining me on Twitter. And also uh, 291 people who uh, give me a big thumbs up on Facebook who like the uh, Facebook page for this website. Thank you for that. Today is Sunday, November 27th, 2011. It is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is 55 degrees Fahrenheit and raining here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. So how was your weekend out there, uh, kids? I'll be talking about that in a little bit. And as I've said for the past uh, few shows here, there's a new mission for this uh, show here. And uh, the mission for this show will be to be broadcast live from the exhibit floor of the 2012 American Academy of Family Physicians meeting in the great city of Philadelphia in October 2012 so this show i'll be talking about a little bit uh yes i did take a little bit of a social media break and uh what they call out there social media fatigue which i think is very interesting as i did was doing my google searches and uh did uh learn some lessons here this week so i'll be talking about that also I'll be talking about yes this holiday weekend here in the united states the Thanksgiving weekend, and also shopping, they call Black Friday shopping, which I partook. Partook, is that how you say that? I don't know. Um, also, some news stories coming up. I did have some audio clips with that as well. And also, starting to t- I know it's still the end of November, but I'm starting to take a look ahead to 2012, what it's going to be, what it could mean for me, for the website, for Family Medicine, and social media, all that stuff. And also, I encourage you to check out a, a website here uh, to uh, show me some love, you know, uh, to uh, tell people, hey, you know, social media is a good topic for continuing medical education. You just go to the uh, website, cmecorner.com slash A-D-H-E, and try to answer the question, can social media help? patients take their medications, don't tell me here, don't give me any kind of Twitter things, go go to the website, watch it, and uh, that will help them, uh, the funders of the CME, let them know that is a valuable topic for doctors to know about, that is cmecorner.com slash A-D-H-E, so before we get into our topics here tonight, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for uh, having me as a featured host, thank you so much for that. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005 with over 200 of these blog talk radio shows. And if you're curious, yes, I'm a real doctor. I'm a family physician in a full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and my office and sometimes on call on weekends here in beautiful but rainy northeastern Ohio. So... Uh, And I have all those particulars out of the way. I'll take my first break here. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Family Medicine Revolution. Just Google FM Revolution for more details. Also, a member of the ProMed Network, a podcast. You can get there by going to ProMedNetwork.com, and we'll be right back after this. (laughs) That's right. Family medicine's leading voice in social media. In my own mind, this is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast on a Sunday night here on the Block Talk Radio Network. Our top story here tonight is about me because it's my show. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I, I've uh, had this thing that they—I guess one of the one of the terms that they call it there on the internet—is social media fatigue. You know, just getting a little bit tired of things, just a little little bit burned out. And uh, I have a blog post about this, which I'll post tomorrow. But I'll give you a little bit of a preview of it tonight. And it's something that us, you know, us people out here, our uh, early adopters out here, especially in medicine and social media, we don't talk about it that much. At least I don't think we talk about it that much. I tried doing some searches on it. And we don't talk about it that much. But I was very happy to see that uh, my good friend, uh, Seattle Mama Doc, she wrote a post back in August, August 1, 2011, called Online Sabbatical, where she took a month off. And uh, her blog post goes like this, starting out. I'm taking an online sabbatical this month, considering... This is an act of both self-reflection and self-awareness, but also an act of self-preservation. As any blogger knows, blogging every few days, taking photos daily, reproving and responding to comments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while authoring content in your head every few paces is an entirely consuming experience. I've been consuming media, blogging and authoring content without reprieve since November 11th. 2009, Seattle Mamadoc writes. Now, I admit that I, you know, I I have not been that devoted. (laughs) When I started blogging back in the day, I did write every day, sometimes (laughs) twice a day. But in the past couple of years, you know, I've slowed down. And this podcast, this show, I used to do twice a week to over 200 shows here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. But now in the past few months, it's probably been once a month. So I'm not saying I've been killing myself doing this stuff, but I mean, this year has been kind of unique for me and that I've been asked, especially by my own peers, my professional organizations in family medicine to talk about social media and uh, to travel, to fly here and there and everywhere to talk about it, why I think it's good, why I think family physicians should do that, should be involved. But I admit that I was getting a little bit caught up in all of it in the past few months. And I was doing something I would tell myself that I told myself that I would never do. I I got caught up in being this kind of Internet famous type of thing, whatever that means to you. And I was starting to pay attention to things that I would never pay attention to before, like my statistics or stats, like page views and things. And I blogged about it before I was at this big meeting at the Mayo Clinic last month at their social media summit. And following that, you know, I got a, a lot of good uh, feedback from that. I was uh, featured in some uh, high traffic sites, which then meant a lot of traffic for my site for me and i was also interviewed by some internet famous prominent social media people and i got a lot of feedback from that and i was looking for the next thing you know i was looking i was i was getting caught up in all of this and it was taking over my life it was taking taking things over for the past few weeks and all the traveling and and trying to balance my real job along with stuff going on at home and just getting more and more behind with my real life, trying to keep up with my social media life. And it was tough. It was tough. And and as I was coming into the week of Thanksgiving, this week before Thanksgiving, or the week of Thanksgiving, I said, I can't do this anymore. I was just playing catch-up for the past few weeks, and it was just getting frustrating for me. And I know that I wanted to spend more time with my family, especially during the holidays, during Thanksgiving. So I said, hey. I told Twitter. I told Facebook. I told them that I was taking off for a week. And in general, I did get some good response from people. Other people didn't notice or didn't care, which was fine. Well, actually, it wasn't fine. It bothered me at first. But then as the week went on, I had to get back and I had to center myself and I had to get grounded. And I I told myself, again, reminded myself that all this social media stuff is for me and for nobody else. Not caring, not having to pay attention to, not really emphasizing that I need this feedback from other people. And even though I've been getting speaking gigs and recognition over the past few months, I have to remind myself that this is not my business model. I am not out here to make a living doing this stuff. I do this stuff because I love it, because I think that that physicians, especially family physicians, have a message to say and a story to tell, and it's not being number one. It's not being about being at the top of the heap. It's not being about you know, competing with other people. I am blessed enough to have a full-time job that I love. I love taking care of my patients. I love my clinical work. And nothing will be able to take me away from that, even though in the past few weeks people have said, Mike, you should leave your practice, you should become a professional speaker, you're a good speaker, you tell a good story, you can do this full time, you can let go of your clinical work. And admit, I I did think about it. Because it is easy to get caught up in this. When people tell you that you're a good speaker, that you're really good at social media, that when you go to these conferences, people say, "I've been following you for a long time. I've been a fan of yours for a while. I think you're doing good work." And it's easy to get caught up in that. And I did get caught up in that for a number of weeks. But last week, I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm getting, uh, I, I'm getting behind at work. You know, and it's just—it's just my my life at home is not where I want it to be. So, I hit the pause button on social media for a week, and what I did was I—I I tried to figure out what I could do better at home, what I could do better at work, and I figured out, especially you know, you know, docs like me who are on this. You know, electronic medical records and and trying to do patient care, trying to find these little workflow things that you can do so you can do your work at work and not have to take work home. And I figured out some things. I won't bore you with all the details of that, but I was able to figure out some things to make my workflow at work flow a little bit better, and, and I was happy with that. And another thing was, and I'll talk a little bit more about this a little later, is 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 you know, spending time with my family, spending time with my parents, spending time with my wife, you know, and having you know them really be the focus of my time instead of thinking about the next blog post or thinking about the next Twitter update or Facebook update or picture that I'm just going to post. It was a very liberating experience to say, hey. I am not checking my phone today. I am not logging on to Facebook today. I am not logging on to Twitter today. And if you haven't tried it, I encourage you to try that because you would uh, you would be amazed on how much time is out there to do the stuff that you really wanted to do. <laughs> I mean, probably everybody knows this and probably people have been trying to tell me this for a long time. But, hey, you know, I had my own little discovery uh, <laughs> you know, for example, during Thanksgiving, you know, uh, my, my father just retired and, uh, you know, he and my mom, you know, they're they're talking to me about pictures. They're talking to me about computers. They had, they had questions for their son about computers and their pictures. They want to show their pictures to other people. How can they do this? And I spent a whole
2: afternoon
0: um, explaining this to them the technicalities of it. But of course, as they're showing me the pictures, I'm getting every little story that goes with each of the pictures, which was great because there are some of the stories that I haven't heard in a long time or I haven't heard at all. And those are the little things that, uh, that I really, really appreciated about that. And um, it, it, this time, even if it's just a week, you know, I know Seattle mama doc took a whole month, but even in just a week, You know, I I was able to say, hey, you know, I I was able to stop myself. I don't want to get caught up in all of this anymore. Um, I got to reorganize, and I did it. And, uh, you know, I'll talk about this more in my blog post tomorrow, which will be titled Social Media uh, Fatigue. And I have some other uh, uh, comments and other articles uh, but you can read about that tomorrow at familymedicinerocks.com. And, but I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back. I kind of have a new focus. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the future of the blog, future of the website, the future of this show coming up a little bit later. Uh, but first, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and our next topic is going to be, hey, just uh, talk a little bit more about Thanksgiving and Black Friday, And also some news stories after that. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. We will be right back after this short break. That's right, family medicine. Uh, social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the family medicine rocks podcast. And for the first time in a long time, I have opened up the chat room here on the show. I haven't done that in a long time. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Java Junkie and uh, Living Well Doc who are uh, joining me there in the chat room. And uh, thank you for that. Uh, next topic here is just uh, some uh, generalize some updates here. And I did talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Uh, and I pulled this audio clip here talking about Thanksgiving uh, travel. Didn't travel anywhere this year, but it was interesting seeing some of the uh, press uh, that were going on before the um, holiday. This is from the Associated Press.
3: 55, a backup northbound, still seventy
4: fifth. Almost 43 million people will travel this Thanksgiving holiday. Happy Thanksgiving, Some dressed as turkeys like this guy at O'Hare Airport in Chicago. Others returning from war, like Army Specialist Adam Brinson, who stopped over in Atlanta. His family doesn't know he's coming home, and he has another surprise when he finally lands in Iowa.
0: Uh, Well, I'm proposing off the plane, sir, so that can be uh, something special.
4: Even with a down economy, travel is expected to be the highest in four years since the recession began. This increase in travel comes in spite of Higher gas prices—they're up about 50 cents a gallon—and uh, higher airline uh,
2: tickets. We're estimating that they're up about 20% this year over last year.
4: But in Chicago, lines at O'Hare Airport were nearly empty, and families seemed to be breezing through the check-in process.
3: Easy. There's been none, no traffic, no people at the airport. Say hi. Are you going to
1: say hi? This year seems to be a little slower than it normally is, um, judging by the security lines and things like that.
4: And if this is Thanksgiving holiday travel, well it's not so bad. Security lines at Chicago's O'Hare pretty much empty. Over 200,000 people are expected to come through here on this day alone. But the opposite was in New York City. Penn Station had thousands of people shuffling around, listening for train announcements.
2: All back.
1: All
4: and then piling onto the tracks.
1: So we flew into New York, we've been driving around in cabs, and now we're taking the train. So it's a true planes, trains, and automobile experience. We're having a great
4: time. Millions of people, millions of miles traveled on a mission, kicking off the holiday season and giving thanks. Robert Ray, Associated Press, Chicago. So, you
0: know, it's, uh, it's always interesting seeing those stories uh, before the holiday and during the holiday. I did talk a little bit about uh, Thanksgiving uh, already. And uh, part of the uh, Thanksgiving experience uh, was uh, my father, he had his uh, uh, retirement party. And uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned on the show here before, He uh, he's a physician, he's a surgeon. And uh, my dream when I started medical school was to uh, be a surgeon and to take over his practice. And uh, But that didn't really happen because I did my surgery rotation. I said, uh, hey, man, I can't do this. <laughs> surgery is just not my cup of tea. And um, my father was very uh, supportive of that, and uh, that's kind of how I found uh, family medicine. Uh, but uh, he uh, was in practice for 33 years, and he lives in the local community here as well and uh, was able to see them. And it was so interesting uh, seeing all of his friends come out and share stories um, of him uh, through the years and uh, joking around with him and uh, what's, what's he going to be doing now Uh now that he has a little bit more time on his hands uh so uh, so that was fun so that was kind of rolled into the uh thanksgiving uh, celebration um and one of the things that my father is uh, going to do is uh, he wants to learn a little bit more about computers and uh, he asked me a lot about that and he wants to uh, um start uh, uh putting some of his uh pictures and slides and negatives onto the computer uh make them digital and uh, I'm happy to uh, help him uh, with that. Maybe I'll give you some updates as uh, these uh, as the shows uh, go on here. So so it was nice uh, visiting with them and uh, didn't have to do a lot of traveling. You know they're they're you know, maybe about uh, 30 45 minutes away. So uh, so no airports, so, which was nice. But uh, but yeah, it was nice to nice to see them. Uh, and uh, of course, the day after is uh, Black Friday. And uh, yeah, actually, uh, my father and I went out to, on Black Friday. And uh, he, he bought an iPad, which is an uh, interesting thing because he, he wants to do uh, pictures and stuff. But I got this uh, uh, pre Black Friday report from the Associated Press. Uh, here we go.
4: An annual tradition. Thousands lined up in the dead of night. Then doors open pre dawn and game on. Black Friday. A sport for many. A mad rush of over 150 million Americans, all taking to the stores in search of the biggest sales of the year, discounts of up to 70% on items from toys to tablets and more. Everything out. It most certainly is, and all this spending in an economy that is sputtering along. Well, consumers have
2: clearly uh, been looking for value. We've been Seeing that all year.
3: Lots of jewelry, presents for my family who are all down in Georgia, um, electronics, kitchenwares, and then eventually I'll move on to clothes.
4: And there was plenty of time to do all that shopping. Stores like Best Buy, Macy's, and Target opened their doors for the first time at midnight this year. Outside the Macy's in New York City, an estimated 10,000 people waited to conquer the store I got here at 11:30 p.m. Thanksgiving uh, for our midnight opening and uh, I've never seen a crowd quite this large before some shoppers including those visiting from other countries clearly seizing the moment I'm
0: trying to get presents and things for people back home in the UK so managed to get over 250 dollars worth of kids clothes for like $80 so 50 pounds at home, so that, that's a real bargain.
4: Nearly all merchants have pulled out their bags of enticing tricks to get the registers ringing. And they're not shy with their sales pitches. Well, Justin Bieber, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Little. And retailers have added thousands of temporary jobs. We hired 78,000 additional employees just for the November-December period at Macy's alone. 2175, For many merchants... Black Friday is the single biggest day for sales of the entire year. It often sets the tone for the following four weeks of holiday mania. Robert Ray, Associated Press, Chicago.
0: So, um, uh, the, the the big story locally here uh, was at the Walmart and. Uh, there wasn't there was no pepper spray involved. I know there were some stories about that, but in the local paper here they said uh, there was no police report filed. Uh but apparently there was a quote unquote fight um in the uh towel aisle at uh twelve thirty AM and that was the big thing here, which was nice because there was nobody hurt you know and uh it was uh interesting uh, <laughs> uh black friday stories here in the uh, community so uh and of course uh, tomorrow is another fake holiday called cyber monday and uh that's when people are supposedly going to be ordering stuff uh uh while at work <laughs> doing their shopping online which is fine because you know i do a lot of shopping online so i'm kind of cool with that uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that, that's going to be kind of coming up. Uh, also just also some quick updates here. Uh, and then I do have some more news stories, uh, here, including, uh, the NBA lockout, which nobody cares about. And, uh, this Pennsylvania turnpike goo, uh, that we're talking about a lot here and uh, a teenager rescued from a chimney. So that's coming up later in the show here. Uh, But uh, just some quick updates uh, here. I want to give a a big shout-out and thanks again to the uh, Missouri Academy of Family Physicians for uh, inviting me to speak out there. I was there uh, last month, and uh, that was a fun thing uh, to do. Talked about social media. And also, I have yet to write a blog post about this, which I will. Uh, I was involved in a Facebook chat uh, for um, – for let's see, I already forgot because I'm an idiot. Uh, for uh, a condition called fibromuscular dysplasia, and uh, it's called FMD. You can find them uh, on Facebook at FMD Chat. And I admit I don't know much about that condition. Um, and uh, I-, I met somebody uh, out there during the uh, Mayo Clinic meeting. and He invited me to uh, take part in a chat. And I'll be, I'll be writing a blog post. I've been meaning to write a blog post about it, but it's an interesting uh, way to do a chat. I've done a lot of Twitter chats, but a Facebook chat was something definitely different, uh, but a lot of good information. And, and that community, you can go to facebook.com uh, slash FMD chat, a uh, worldwide community. They had people from Australia um, and a, uh, some people from, uh, you know, outside the United States taking part in that Facebook chat. So uh, so that was nice. Um and I was also a part of a webinar uh, from BestDoctors.com uh, and uh, talked about physicians and social media. So, so some of that stuff was uh, was was pretty fun to do. Uh, so, hopefully, I get more more opportunities uh, for that uh, coming up uh, as well. Uh, so, I'm going to take another break here, and uh, we have some interesting uh, news stories uh, coming up that I'll be uh, talking about uh, as well here. So, uh, stay tuned and. Um, I'll be uh, right back here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Savilla, and I'll be right back after this. That's right. Uh, the unofficial podcast of the family medicine revolution. Just a uh, Google FM revolution for more details. And uh, one of the things I missed about doing this show is, uh, you know, talking about some current events type of stuff, uh, and pulling some audio clips, which I've already played here, um, on the show and, uh, just some random stories here that I've, uh, uh, was looking at, um, out there in the past uh, few days. And, uh, We'll do just some quick, quick commentary um, about that. Um, and uh, the first story here is, is about this NBA lockout being over. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really care about it, but uh, it's an interesting story uh, to talk about. This is a story from uh, the Associated Press.
1: NBA players are getting ready to hit the hardwood again after they reached a tentative deal with owners. We're excited.
3: To
4: bringing NBA basketball back,
1: that's most important. The players have been locked out for 149 days as they and team owners bickered over a new collective bargaining agreement. Neither side provided many specifics about the handshake deal and there are still legal hurdles that must be cleared before play can resume. There's still a lot of work to be done uh, in a lot of places with a lot of committees and player groups and the like, but uh, we're optimistic that it will hold
2: and uh, we'll have ourselves an NBA season.
1: It appears though the season will be a truncated one with about 66 games starting with a triple header on Christmas Day. Talks had broken down earlier this month after players rejected a final offer from owners. However, they resumed in secret earlier this week and the deal was reached Saturday morning after more than 15 hours of talks. The most important key
4: thing here is is that uh you know our fans and the support uh from the people uh and the patients you know through a large part of this process uh you know that that's who a lot of this credit
3: goes to
1: both sides say they are hoping they can finalize a deal in time to open training camps on december 9th and begin signing free agent players as well tim mcguire
0: the associated press now i mean does that really care about this story i mean you know obviously i you know, mentioned it here. And, uh, it's like, Hey, you know, come on. I mean, yeah, as you, as you go through the last few weeks and you've been following this story, I mean, yeah, I don't really care about the NBA. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be coming back to the NBA. Um, it's just, it's just out there. People are just, you know, people are complaining about a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, I, I really wasn't watching the NBA anyway. <laughs> we'll see what the ratings are, the TV ratings, you know, and, and we'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, the next story here, a couple stories here about the, the Occupy movement here. And uh, uh, I've been following this story from Los Angeles where uh, I guess they're asking the Occupy L.A. people to uh, pack up and leave. And uh, they do have a ne- the last few hours here, I believe, until they, uh, <laughs> I think, they are going to be forced out here.
4: So here's a story here from the Associated Press. We're asking the participants in the Occupy LA encampment to begin to pack their belongings and to leave City Hall Park in an orderly manner. I'm proud of the fact that this has been a peaceful, nonviolent protest. It has been peaceful because we've decided to do things differently here in Los Angeles. We've not stared each other down across barricades and barbed wire. From the start, we've talked with one another and we've listened to each other. I trust that we can manage the closure of City Hall Park in the same spirit of cooperation. Now, we've worked hard and will continue to work hard to ensure that this chapter will be known as the peaceful, nonviolent event that reminded our city of these essential truths. We cannot and we must not neglect social justice.
0: So, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, yeah, this. You know, there's been a lot of things uh, written, obviously, about this uh, Occupy uh, movement and uh, what does it really mean? Does it really mean anything? It's just a bunch of people just, you know, uh, sitting around uh, and not really having any kind of direction <laughs> or any kind of overall goals. So we'll see what happens in Los Angeles like in the next uh, few hours uh, to see uh, an interesting story here um, about a a New York doctor, and uh, um, if I can find this audio clip here. Uh, who was arrested uh, for selling prescriptions, uh, basically narcotics, uh, to anybody who will listen or who will buy them. (laughs) And uh, here's a story that – I mean I know this is a, a nationwide story in the physician community, especially when it comes to these prescription, what they call pill mills. Uh, for narcotics.
2: A pain management doctor is being held on $500,000 bail after pleading not guilty to charges of prescription sale and reckless endangerment. Prosecutors say Dr. Stan Lee sold prescriptions to addicts and drug dealers and that at least 10 of his patients died of overdoses. Dr. Lee's practice in Queens, New York, wrote more than 17,000 prescriptions in a little more than two years. Most were for oxycodone and other highly addictive painkillers.
3: He was uh, basically selling prescriptions for cash.
2: Lee's attorney says his client always acted responsibly.
3: Anyone who appears in that system, the CDS, uh, that's
0: getting from any other doctors or using multiple pharmacies, he would discharge as a patient.
2: Prosecutors say Dr. Lee sometimes billed government health programs for prescriptions as well. Brian Thomas, The Associated Press.
0: So, I, mean, I know, especially in this state here in Ohio, you know, there's been a, a lot uh, done uh, to try to uh, reel these people in, you know, these doctors who are just, you know, selling, you know, prescriptions, uh, essentially, uh, narcotic medicines, uh, and, uh, you know, they're being arrested for it. There's been a lot more regulations, especially here in the state of Ohio in the past few months. Uh, so, we'll see as other states. Um, deal with this problem, uh, what is really going to happen. Now, locally here, uh, there was a lot of talk um, about um, uh, (laughs) from the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike here uh, that there was a spill uh, from, uh, I think it was a crude oil or some kind of truck uh, that just put all the stuff um, on the Pennsylvania Turnpike Um, days before Thanksgiving, and it really wreaked havoc when it came to uh, traffic. And uh, that's what this story talks about.
2: A gooey mess snarls traffic along the busy Pennsylvania turnpike. A leaking valve on a tanker spread driveway sealant across a 40-mile stretch of the eastbound side.
4: After about a mile of it starting to shake, it just, uh, it, it, I couldn't drive it. The whole car was bumping up and down and, and rocking.
2: Tar-like substance coated the road from Newcastle to the Oakmont Service Plaza. The driver of the tanker, owned by a company out of Maryland, said he noticed the leak when he stopped at the plaza. Turnpike workers say the goo was hot when it hit the ground, but dried very quickly. The muck disabled more than 150 cars, including some state police vehicles. Maintenance crews got out quickly, dumping sand on the pooled goop and using snowplows to push it onto the shoulder. Traffic was moving normally by Wednesday morning, but for many holiday travelers hitting the road, it was certainly a pain in the asphalt. John Belmont, Associated Press.
0: Pain in the asphalt. I mean, come on, you know. (laughs) Uh, A couple more stories in this segment here, and then we'll go to our quick uh, last segment here. So uh, I wanted to talk about this one. This uh, uh, little girl here uh, survived a uh, car accident um, only uh, surviving on Gatorade and Pop-Tarts. Just give the story a chance because it's an interesting one here. Uh, Here's the audio clip.
1: It started with a car accident near Cove City, North Carolina. The car ended up mangled, overturned in a ditch. The 39-year-old driver, dead. But also in the car, a 9-year-old girl, Stuck by a seatbelt upside down. The car finally spotted by a man walking nearby. That nine year old girl alive after two
4: days. What the EMS told us was that she was drinking Gatorade and eating Pop Tarts, yelling what she could uh, since Friday night.
1: Temperatures dipped below 30 degrees.
4: She did have a coat, so she was warm down there as much as she could. But it's still pretty traumatic for nine-year-old kids.
1: Now the girl is recovering at a hospital, glad to be found. Leap Owl, the Associated Press.
0: So that's a nice little story here. And uh, the final story in this segment (laughs) has to do with uh, uh, the world's biggest cigar created uh, in Cuba. And uh, (laughs) I kind of like this. It's kind of funny. 266 feet. Uh, Here's the story.
3: It took days to roll it with the help of assistants working to move the massive cigar in unison across several rooms, then months to get the official recognition for it back from the Guinness World Records people. But famed cigar maker Jose Castellar, Cueto as he's known locally, has now got the paper to prove he's created the biggest stogie ever, the fifth time he's done so. received his latest honor in a courtyard inside historic Morro Castle, near the Cabana Fortress, where he rolled the giant cigar last spring. An honor guard hailed his achievement, as did British Ambassador and Guinness Representative Diana Melrose. To
4: win a record once is quite something. To win it five times is truly extraordinary.
3: The winning cigar is just over 81 meters long, that's 266 feet. It needed over 90 kilograms of top-quality tobacco. Castellar's past creations, encased in protective acrylic, run along the ceiling in a bar and cigar shop inside the fortress in Havana. The 67-year-old says he practices his art for the sake of his country. My slogan is, as long as Cueto exists, the world's largest cigar will be in Cuba. It's a notice to others who might try to challenge him. Karen Sloan, The Associated Press.
0: All right, I'll take one, one last break here And uh, with less than three minutes here And uh, take one quick break And then we'll do the last short segment of the show
3: We will be right back What is, love? What is love?
0: Left here uh, in the show here, I'm very excited to announce uh, that in December uh, I'm going to be uh, going back to some Saturday night shows at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I used to do that a lot uh, last year, and I'm going to bring that back in December here to see uh, if there's uh, see if I like going back doing that. See if there's interest out there. Uh, it's going to be patterned a lot of uh, uh, the format like this show here tonight. Uh, a little bit of commentary, a little bit of news stories, just a little bit of me just rambling on and on and on. Uh, maybe I'll get some guests to call in as well. So that's kind of what i am looking at in uh, in December here, uh, looking you know, more towards uh, next year, t- 2012. Um, you know, I have some a lot of ideas uh, for the website um, and for the blog and for the podcast um, and just for me in general. And uh, maybe I'll share a little bit of those as the December uh shows uh go along here. But I have a lot of uh, interesting ideas and I don't know if they'll work. They'll probably all fail, but they'll be fun uh doing them.
3: <laughs>
0: so uh, so with one minute left here, I want to thank everybody for for joining me here uh, this evening. Uh, uh shout out to Liz and to Livingwell Doc uh, for uh for hanging out to the end of the show uh, here uh this evening. I invite everybody uh to check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Uh, please uh, leave me a, a comment over there or go to the Facebook page um, or um, uh, find me on Twitter at uh, Dr. Mike Savilla. And, uh, hey, it's, it's I really miss doing these podcasts. I should really carve out more time doing them. I just want to find the right content uh, to make it uh, interesting and entertaining uh, for people. So thank you all for joining me here uh, this evening. So my next show will be coming up this Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and we'll see what happens there. My name is Mike Savella. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live on Blog Talk Radio. Check me out on familymedicinerocks.com. Good night from northeastern Ohio. Bye-bye, everybody.